What's in the book? Um, so one of the, one of the phrases uh, is um, he reached down my pants and pulled out my dick, mm-hmm. and then he quickly went to giving me head. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know about you, but I don't want my child reading yeah. shit like that. Yeah, I, I just don't. That's molestation it's, of a minor. Yes. Welcome back to the All-American Savage Show podcast. I am your host, John Burke. Got a very, very special guest in the studio today. Um, we've been trying to make this happen for a while now, and I'm going to get into that. But Sarah Fields, um, well, first and foremost, folks, I ask that you share this episode right now because the things that we're going to talk about today are going to, well, I shouldn't say alarm any of you, really, because most people are exposed to what's going on now in regards to children having access to pornography in public places. But Sarah gets in there and she gets into the nitty gritty. I'm going to let you introduce yourself because I always find that the guests know a lot more about themselves than I ever will. And I certainly don't want to shortchange what you've done and the things that you talk about. So let everybody know who you are, where you're from, what you do. Okay. So uh, my name is Sarah Fields. I uh, grew up in uh, Northern California, moved to Texas in 2010. I'm the president and director of advocacy for Texas Freedom Coalition. Um, and I'm a uh, inve- an investigative journalist with the Publica. So what is that? Publica? The Publica. The yeah. Publica. Is that a, uh, yeah, uh, it's media? a media? Yeah, it's, it's okay. a media news source. Yes. Um, so um, it was actually started by Dr. Sydney Watson. Okay. And she's, she, yeah, yeah. I know who she is. Yeah. Yeah. She's the one who brought me on, um, after oh. I started doing a lot of the exposure of, uh, the public, uh, school districts within Texas. So the, the sexual assaults, the, the books, um, the coverups. Right. Yeah. So how long have you been doing this as a journalist or Texas freedom coalition? Both. Uh, so I've, I was hired on as an investigative journalist maybe a few months ago. Nice. So that's new for me. It was pretty exciting for me. Um, Before that, I was just doing independent work and putting all of my information out on Twitter, actually, um, or X, whatever it's called now. Where can everybody find you on Twitter? Sarah is censored. Sarah. Yeah. (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah. (laughs) I've actually wanted to change that, but I keep, no, I've got to keep it because it's your brand now. Yeah, it it is. So it's, it's got to stay. So Sarah is censored on Twitter. Sarah is censored on Instagram and then Sarah J fields on Facebook. What got you into this? Um, that's kind of a story. Go for (laughs) it. We got all the, that's what a podcast is for. We got all the time in the world. Okay. So in, uh, actually in, in 2020, before 2020, I was not involved in politics whatsoever. I, and I could not tell you how a bill was even passed. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, I kind of had a basic understanding just because of the video, you know, I'm just a bill, you know, <laughs> but that's pretty much it. Like yeah, that's, yeah. that's the only well, knowledge that I really purpose. Have. Yeah, I'm that, just a I'm bill. bill. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's all I We're knew. Old. Yeah, We're old. I know. <laughs> I know. I know I'm, I, I really just aged myself, but anyway, um, so that was the only knowledge I had. And I was a, a single mom, um, with, uh, with three children and I homeschool my kids. Um, but I had just, or actually I did homeschool my children, but I had just put my children back into a uh, school around 2019, a public school, cause it was an arts Academy. And I was like, this is, you know, but it, it was still a public school, but it, w- it had very uh, specific uh, classes that I thought would be really exciting for my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 2020 hit 
And I was so incredibly pissed off because all I could do was look around and what was happening with the mandates and the lockdowns. Mm -hmm. And then they wanted to throw a mask on my kids. Mm -hmm. And I was not okay with that. The day that they implemented the mask mandate, I walked in there and I said, I'm pulling my kids out. We're going back to homeschooling because you're not putting that on my kid's face. How many of the parents do you think did that in your school? I think quite a few, a actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think there's more than than they like to admit. And that hits them in the purse. Oh, yes, 100%. <clears throat> so, and there's been, I do believe there's been a, ma- a mass exodus, not just with what happened with COVID, but with, but with what's been going on with the indoctrination of children. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm part of a homeschool support group now called Tachi. That's, you know, based out of East Texas. I think of Tamagotchi or something like that. Yeah, it's Tyler <laughs> area something, you know, uh, anyway. Um, I can't remember what it all stands for, but I think we had like 60 families um, in 2019 and now there's over 300 families. Wow. Nice. Yeah. So there's definitely been a max mass exodus, but um, anyway, I started getting angry and before I was really involved with music, I was a singer. Um, I still am. Uh, but that was pretty much all I ever posted about. And then all of a sudden I started, you know, I started posting on my Facebook about how angry I was. I did kind of a shift, you know, talking about how this is not okay. This is not what I signed my name on the dotted line for. Um, this is, you know, if I'm getting kicked out of a, a, a store because I don't want to wear something on my face, th- it's wrong. Yeah. Um, and to see people being arrested mm-hmm. and detained. Well, I actually uh, found an event on Facebook where a woman named Kristen Bentley, who is now a, a very good friend of mine. I know Kristen. Really? No. Oh, dang. Okay. I do that to everybody. It's my thing. Oh, okay. Well, that's okay. I was like, dang, you know Kristen? Like, that is so no. cool. She's a cool individual to know, so you're missing out. Okay. Um, <laughs> But she uh, started this organization. She's the founder of Texas Freedom Coalition. Mm-hmm. And it just started really small um, right there in Tyler, Texas. Mm -hmm. And she was arranging lockdown protests. And one of the lockdown protests that she did was in front of Sprouts because Sprouts was the freaking worst. Mm -hmm. And I attended that, got to know her and everything, and then decided I was going to have my own protest um, by just walking through sprouts without a freaking mask on. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm, I was angry and maybe not dealing with things the best way. I don't think um, a lot of us were. Yeah. I, I just, yeah. Anyway. <clears throat> so I gathered a few people. We went to sprouts on a different day and I walked through and the manager followed me around and didn't say anything to me but had called the police on me and the police were waiting for me in the parking lot, but wouldn't arrest me. They detained me, but they wouldn't arrest me. Mm. And they detained me and said that I couldn't leave until I gave them all my private information. And I said, no, no. Good. Good I said, no, I'm not giving you my, and they said, I said, what is it for? And they said, they're going to, they were going to put me on a criminal database of a trespasser trespassers database. And I said, absolutely not. I've not broken a law. I haven't done yeah. anything. So it was very telling. They kept me there for a couple of hours actually, because what? we had like a standoff because they wouldn't let me go, but they wouldn't arrest me. Yeah. And so I was like, well, I have some time. I'm just going to go ahead and talk to this officer about the constitution. And mm-hmm. like, I'm going to ask him some questions. And it was just dead face the whole time. Those dudes don't care. Like, a lot of those dudes like, don't care. He was young and yeah. just, yeah. But anyway, the sergeant eventually showing up, they let me go and it ended up hitting the paper. And then I had all these people messaging me and, you know, wanting uh, to get involved with me or wanting me to get involved with them. And so things just kind of, I'm, they just kind of went crazy after that. 
And then legis- the uh, legislative session started at the Texas Capitol. And we were protesting lockdowns. And Kristen wanted me to come to this to this protest. Um, and that's kind of what I was mentioning to you earlier is I made a video, you know, about the, the J6 uh, happenings and it made me angry. And I had been asked to come speak at the Texas Capitol during legislative session, not this past one, but the one before. Right. And to sing the national anthem and to give a speech. And um, I went up there and um, it, it angered me even more because we were not allowed to enter the building unless we had either had the vaccine or we did a, a COVID test. test yeah. And I wasn't going to do that. I've actually never taken a COVID test mm. and I won't, I just, I won't, I won't touch that. Um, but I, I, Anyway, I was angry. We were on the steps. It was freezing cold. I gave my first public speech, and then I got to know more people there. How it ended up turning into advocating for kids is I met uh, quite a few people at that protest. Um, the National Guard had been called in, and they were, you know, they were blocking all the doors and everything. It was it was a crazy time. Um, but I had uh, Representative Steve Toth. Um, wanted me to come up there and speak on a, um, a a press conference because he found out that I had a degree in psychology mm-hmm. and to talk about um, the dangers of pediatric gender modification. When I tell you, I, I had no idea what pediatric gender modification was. I did not know it was a thing. I, I, it just, it, it hit me. It was like a slap in the face. Yeah, I don't think anybody really knew much about that until the trans agenda really got off and started. And then it became kind of more mainstream now. Yeah. And I was like, why are we even talking about this? Wait, you're having to pass a bill to prevent kids from having their genitals and their, their body, perfectly good body parts lopped off. Like it was just unreal to me. And so I did, I went up there and spoke on the, at the press conference after doing a, crap ton of research um and the more i dug the more disgusted i was Mm -hmm. because it did not align with anything i learned in psychology at all Mm -hmm. none of it none of the science aligned well they changed the science they changed dcm5 they changed everything to fit the cultural norms that was pushed on by the lgbt the left and so now science has changed and it's like the science hasn't changed you've changed and scientists are not scientists they're activists now yeah that's what it feels like to me well so I learned about the development of the the human brain and I had to take child psychology to learn about the brain of a developing child up until they reach adulthood. That doesn't change. We didn't morph into something else. That right. science did not change. What happened is they started putting emotions and feelings mm-hmm. over fact, over the science. And so, you know, and are, are they trying to say that anyone that graduated around the same time I did with my grad degree, all of a sudden our degrees mean nothing anymore? Like, I mean, that's essentially what you just yeah. said, what they're saying. Um, so anyways, I spoke on the press conference. It just, I don't know. It, it just blew up from there. And Kristen Bentley became a committee woman for SD1 uh, for the Republican Party of Texas, and she headed the uh, pr- uh, Protect Texas Kids Committee, and she handed Texas Freedom Coalition over to me. Um, so now I'm president, and so now I run the organization, and she, you know, works as the committee woman, and now we work together, and I do nice. a lot of the action work. And <clears throat> a she, lot of community involvement? Yes. Good. Yeah, definitely. Um, local level. I, I work a lot on local level and state level. What's the website so, so parents can go know where to find you? 
texasfreedomcoalition.com. Okay. Um, we also have a, a small Twitter page, Coalition Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and there's a list of dirty books on the website mm-hmm. and uh, instructions on how to audit your school library, actually. Yeah. So that's, that's a big thing I wanted to get into with you is there's a lot of parents that are hearing all the horror stories of specifically finding the pornography and, and high schools, middle schools, public libraries, things such as that. Talk to me more about this. Okay. Um, so right around the time that I found out about the pediatric gender modification and started, you know, advocating for a bill that would, uh, that would pass, which is by the way, the pre, not this past legislative session, but the one before that we had, I think five bills that would have banned pediatric gender modification. Not a single one of them passed. Why? Which, um, rhinos. Mm, Really? (laughs) So, so Republicans were, was it, so were these, were these omnibus bills? Are they single? Because I'm pretty sure they probably weren't single issue bills. Uh, say again. So Sorry. the bills that, that didn't pass was it? Was there other? Was there pork in those bills, or were these, were these single issue bills? No, these these were single issue. Really? Bills. Yes. But um, during that legislative session, I wrote a lot of public uh, open open records requests, mm-hmm. and we found out a lot of very interesting things. Okay. Uh, for example, the Speaker of the House, Dade Phelan, who's an absolute piece of crap, actually takes money from PACs who own gender clinics across the border. There's actually um, one called the- uh, Is it across the border? Uh, not across the border, but along oh, the okay, border. Okay. Um, there's one called the Border Health Pack, and they own a string of pediatric gender modification clinics that sit Good along grief. the border. And he was taking hundreds of thousands of dollars from that pack. Um, so were several other people who were in a leadership position in the Republican Party in Texas. I'm not shocked. So I'm not shocked. Yeah. And so they they uh, unfortunately would have people within the House committees do their dirty business for them, which is, you know, um, once a bill has been in committee for too long or it, it sits in calendar committee for it to be scheduled, it they can essentially just kill the bill that way. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even have to hit the House floor. Right. Um, and that's what they did to every single one of those bills. And it's all it's it's money. It's money is involved in that color me shocked politicians and money you don't say yeah uh so these people intentionally killed these bills because they were taking money from these gender clinics they were getting paid very good money yes children be damned yes money over children yeah there's their interest is way more important they don't the government doesn't care about you no no that's (laughs) that's yeah never has um but around the same time Um, We also started getting whistleblower parents coming to our organization and several others, letting us know that they were finding these disgusting, explicit books within their own school libraries, their children's libraries, and not just high school. We're talking middle school and elementary. Mm -hmm. And um, around the time we started uh, getting information about this, it was too late for us to do anything about it in that current legislative session. We needed to wait for the next one. So we decided we were going to start teaching parents how to audit their school libraries. Um, we started building lists of all of these books, and we started trying to do something on the local level, mm-hmm. which is how I believe it should yeah, be. 100%. You know. And so we started letting superintendents know. We started talking about it at school boards. Parents were, you know, raising hell in the school boards. Um, and it came, it became clear that a lot of these school boards had been completely overtaken by Marxist woke uh, pieces of crap who did not care about who did not care about protecting children, but actually cared about indoctrinating them. Mm. And there was nothing we could do. Parents were getting arrested. Parents were getting thrown out of school board meetings. Um, 
And this all happened uh, a lot before this this legislative session that we just had. And but we were exposing and we were collecting information and building book lists and, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to do something on a local level so that if it didn't work, which it didn't um, on a local level, we could get legislation passed, Mm -hmm. which we did. So, um, and we worked really hard to do that. I want, I want to go back to, you said these books were in these schools. How does a book make its way into a school library of that nature? Um, a couple, <clears throat> a couple different ways. Um, one of the ways is a little bit more innocent of the librarian is that unfortunately a lot of these books are bundled to, uh, so, for example, a librarian might go onto a website and look for a bundle of books because they can save money that way. And right. they'll look for award winning bundles. And a lot of these books have received awards like All Boys Aren't Blue, which is one of the, it, an absolutely disgusting pornographic book. It has everything you name it that is not appropriate for a child is in this book. Mm-hmm. Um, and it received multiple awards. And because of that, it got it gets wrapped up in a bundle with other awarded books, and then they purchase it, and then oh, here you go, okay, it's all award winning books, and they distribute it throughout the library, right. you know. And then then you have the librarians who are purposely mm-hmm. putting these books uh, on the shelves because they want them there. Do these librarians have to get permission from the superintendent or anything like that, or they no. they just have full authority to do whatever they want? They have authority. So you could definitely say it's it's definitely on the librarians. Yeah, but it also can sometimes fall on the superintendent as well because right. the superintendent has power to have the books removed once it's been brought to his attention. They, so, yeah. yeah. So, for example, in Tyler, when we brought it to the attention of the superintendent, Marty Crawford, um, you know, we spoke about it in the school board. We found over 300 explicit books in, Shut in up. Tyler ISD. Over 300. 300. We're talking about, like, pornography. Yes. Yes. Books like Gender Queer, yep. which is a graphic novel and, you know, has pedophilia, rape, um, you name it. It's in there. Um, and we real found- quick, I want to go further in detail on that because I feel sometimes, like me of all people, I understand the value of shock value. Mm-hmm. Elaborate for me what's in these books. You talking about rape? Rape. Go more in depth. Um, a lot of the books, a lot of the books discussed um, are actually, so they're actually, a lot of them are actually autobiographies. And the, for example, All Boys Aren't Blue is a, a book about, about George M. Johnson. George M. Johnson. I saw you got into a beef with he him on Twitter. He hates me. Yeah. Oh my gosh, he hates me. But I get under his skin and I, I'm, Good. I'm totally okay with it. Um, because I call, I don't just call them out. I, I poke exactly where I know that is the actual truth of his life. And he does not like that because he was sexually abused. And a lot of these authors were sexually abused as children. Mm-hmm. And then what they do is they, they grow up with this warped sense of thinking and this horrible perspective of the world because they have undergone sexual trauma right and then they uh they write about it and then they market it to children because they don't understand what is appropriate and what is not appropriate let me let so, me ask you real quick then and I'm, I, I always play devil's advocate do you think he wrote that book with the intention of targeting children or just saying this is my autobiography this is what i went through or is it that i don't know anything about the book so i'm asking you clearly i'm not trying to lead but was his intent to get into children's hands or to just wound up in children's hands 
of his own admission, he wants that book in front of kids. Oh, well, then fair enough. Okay. So yeah, yeah he, he. It's like it's a be different if like I wrote a letters to penthouse by John Burke and it wound up in a kid's hands. Like I don't condone that. Yeah. But then there's the difference of like I mean this for children. Like yeah, you're just a piece of crap then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He 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 wants that book in front of kids. So okay. which, which is why he's so angry <clears throat> on Twitter or X. God. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is anymore. Yeah. I, I don't know either. I'm like, yeah. are these X posts? Like what what is this? Um, but. Anyways, um, he's angry because I don't want the book in front of children's eyes. So just the fact that he fights for it tells me he wants that book in front of children. What's in this book? Um, So all boys ain't. All boys ain't. (laughs) Welcome to Texas. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't blue, y'all. All all boys aren't blue. Um, is, uh, is, is, Is a story about him coming out and as a child. But he also talks about the fact that he was sexually abused. And then he talks about the the beautiful, gosh, I'm trying to remember exactly what he said in, in the book at one point, because he said that I finally felt like I was comfortable with my body. But when he was saying that, he was saying that from the perspective of a child mm. who was having sex with a with a man. What? And... I mean, it, the the book. Uh, I mean, if you want me to say some of the things, that yeah, he said I do in the because book, I think I mean, parents usually people don't give a damn until you give them so disgusting something. An example so disgusting. Like, okay, yeah, that's too far. When yeah. you say generic terms like pornography, it's like okay. But when you give them specifics, it wakes people up. And they're like, "This is what your children are actually seeing. This yeah. is what they're reading. It's making them question stuff. Like this is stuff that they should not be exposing you." And I want to get into the child psychology behind this because yeah. you know you're an expert. But yeah, what's in the book? Um, so one of the, one of the phrases, uh, is, um, he reached down my pants and pulled out my dick mm-hmm. and then he quickly went to giving me head. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know about you, but I don't want my child reading yeah. shit like that. Yeah. I, I just don't. That's molestation it's, of a minor. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it's, and it's, even if it was adults, mm-hmm. it, the book still yeah. doesn't belong in front of children. True. Yeah. Um, I was gonna, I was gonna talk about this cause this is really, this is really interesting. So we are now going uh, against our public library. This is in Tyler? In Tyler, yes. Yeah. Um, but we're trying to teach people how to go uh, to their public library and figure out what is being, you, you know, what children, are, the, yeah. what children have access to. Um, and what we found out about our public library is that they don't actually have a teen section. And this goes into the whole thing of, you know, they're trying to change the age of consent. There is a children's section in this library. And then there is something with what they call a young adult section. Mm. Their young adult section by their own admission in an email that they wrote to us um, is that their uh, young adult section is for 13 to 24 year olds. It's not a young adult. It's a teenager. Exactly. I have a 13 year old son. Yeah. And I don't want my son reading books that would be available to 24 year olds. Yeah. Um, And they've purposely done this. And the thing is, is that there were actually, so we, we've been finding absolutely disgusting books in this young adult section. And some of the books, um, for example, there's a book called Court of Silver Flames, um, which is part of the Throne of Glass series by Sarah J. Mass. And the the book is literally sex. It, it's erotica. It's pages and pages and pages of just um, very deep. Um, it, it, it goes into abs- complete detail of sexual situations, including bestiality. There is actually a section of the book where she fully describes having sex with a winged beast. 
And this is found in this section. How do you find this, though? So when you say the Court of Silver Flames, I'm thinking fantasy novel, something to do with like J.R. Tolkien, something like that. How do you actually find these specific books? Are y'all actually in there? Like, well, number one, do you go into these libraries or you say we want a list of the books you have in your library and then you start doing your individual research on each book? We go in the libraries. Oh, OK. So yeah. you can go. Okay, I'll nice. get a library card and I'll start going. We'll start going through the books. Okay, so this is public library, not school library. Yeah, this is a public library. What does somebody do as far as a school library? How do they find out what's in there? Um, so lots of times you can audit, you can audit your school. Normally a, uh, public school has an online website where you can go to the library tab and you can actually put in a search okay. of, for the book that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. Um, lots of times you can put keywords like, um, okay. you know, un unfortunately you, is that just in title only, or will it pull up what's written in the actual book? Um, sometimes you can do title only. You can pull up what's actually written in the book. You can also pull in key, put in keywords such as sex, erotica, gay, uh, LGBTQ. Unfortunately, a lot of these books are I was just about LGBTQ to ask, is this primarily based. in the LGBT? Okay. Unfortunately, it is. Folks, I tell you, I tell you this, like, I, I mean... I understand that we shouldn't stereotype and we shouldn't generalize, but if something happens more generally than not, then the generalization is more so true than not. Right. And everything I've seen come from the transgender movement specifically is this, yeah. this right here. Like I felt like the LGB was fighting for equality for a very long, actually, no, I'm sorry. Forget this. I want to focus on you. I've talked about this on the show many different times, but continue your story, please. Oh, no, no, you're fine. So I was just going to say, um, so this 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 series was found in this young adult section. It's all erotica. And if you want me to read from a book. Yeah, um, this is also state funded. This is a state funded facility. Yes. Your taxpayer dollars go into exposing children you're to pornography. For it. You're paying for this. Absolutely. Yes. Um, she moaned into her pillow as her fingers slid between her legs, initially slippery with the wetness. Uh pulled there her hips arched into the touch and she gritted her teeth letting out a long hiss as she dragged her fingers down her aching throbbing center so that's that's one part of it and this is a child's book this is um it is a young adult in, yeah, yeah it's it's placed in uh within reach of of children mm -hmm. um as low sensitive parts of her tight of her tightened and began throbbing her breast became heavy and aching her nostrils flared scenting that too so this is actually the part where they're i get the same way when i think about baskin robbins good God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah my nostrils start flare no yeah. i i just this is one of those things that it's kind of like you know in our day it was a playboy yeah. Like you found a Playboy in your dad's bed. It's like, okay. And granted, I'm not condoning that, but it's it's taken such an just an enormous step in a in a higher um category of pornography. Right. To include things like you're talking about bestiality, things like that. It's like these yeah. these are children. Right. These are very impressionable kids. So I'm wondering what the effect of reading such things has in them going out there and having sex, getting pregnant, uh, STDs, even in children. Yeah. Like, what effect does this have on? I'm not asking. I'm just, you know, being rhetorical here. But you were well, going to say something. I can, I can talk. I can talk about that, and <clears> actually, <throat> in just a minute. But um, what I was going to say is that this series, in particular, um, was this series was found um, in the public library, and it's it's been sitting in there for years. And apparently, in 2020, the publisher of that book contacted the library board and told them that that book did not belong in the children's section. Really? They actually told them that. The library board ignored it and kept it there anyways. And who comprised the library board? Right. The, uh, the, the, 
the library board is basically the president of that library board takes all her marching orders from the ALA, mm. which the president of the ALA is a self-proclaimed lesbian Marxist. Mm. And um, their list of good books for children include books like this. So it so, seems like just it's like forget the college universities, college campuses. Now the indoctrinating grounds are in the high schools and the middle schools and the elementary schools. Yeah. And it's coming and it feels like it's a lot of it's coming from the LGBT teachers. Yes. Yeah. Un unfortunately it is. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't until we started making noise and calling them out and by name and, you know, doing book reconsiderations and having parents come speak and they were exposed. They were embarrassed. We shamed them. It as wasn't the, as until they should then be, yeah. that they actually removed those books, but all these other books, like all boys aren't blue have been kept in that section. Mm -hmm. Um, for, for children as young as 13 years old. Yeah. So, yeah. But um, if you want to talk about what happens to a child's brain, um, and I, I brought this up when I tweeted towards George M. Johnson, which is the author of All Boys Aren't Blue. Because mm -hmm. um, I, 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 feel, I feel for them. I do. I, I truly feel like they are mentally ill yeah. and they need help. And when they try to seek help, they're going to these woke uh, bullcrap people who affirm, yes. affirm who they are yeah. and like, this is perfectly okay. And it just, it, it continues the sickness. It continues this chain. It's like this so, day and age, like everything has to be accepted. Everything has to be acknowledged. Like there's nothing wrong with you. This should be normalized. Right. Like it's like a schizophrenia person should be normalized. There's nothing wrong with you. Yes, there is. Yeah. There is clearly a disorder there. This is not normal in today's standards, any, any society, honestly, throughout history. Yeah. But now it just seems like Nothing is classified as a disorder anymore because it's offensive. It's too right. much. It's like, it's not your fault. It's like, well, no one says it is your fault and doesn't inherently make you a bad person. Right. But at the same token, you need to get help with this. Like transgenderism to me should never be accepted. Like this is something that is so off the walls. Like this is not normal. No, it's and, dysphoria. Yeah. And yeah. so now it just seems like they changed the definitions. They changed the verbiage. And it's interesting that in today's day and age, the Marxists are trying to own the language. They're trying to change the definitions in order to normalize it. Yeah. And that's what I feel like there's got to be massive pushback on the trans agenda because yes. I didn't, maybe this is just me. When the LGB was trying again to, to seek out equality, it didn't seem like there was a lot of these issues, but then again, maybe I wasn't paying attention. I don't know. But as soon as the transgender movement took a, a front row, mm -hmm. then all of this really started coming to light. This became like, I never in a million years would have thought they were going to try and normalize pedophilia. I thought that was just the people that were being anti-gay. It's like, okay, you're going a little too far. And I'm sitting here going, man, I was wrong. I it's was so goal. wrong. It is 100% the goal. And and honestly, a lot of people didn't have an issue with trans before, mm -hmm. you know. And But now it's not just it's not just trans. It's There's like an, a trans uh, fad where now yeah. it's become the thing to be trans. Do your kids see that in school at all? No, so they're they're not in public school anymore okay. at all. I have so, heard things that as far as children being in public school, like the trans thing is the hip fashion cool thing to do now. It is. So I will say this, my oldest, um, when she was still in school, um, before I chose to pull them out, I learned that over half the people in her class, which she was older, she was a teenager, mm -hmm. um, over half the girls in her class claimed to be lesbian. Mm -hmm. And these were 13, 14 year old girls. And it's because it was a, a fad. Mm. And so I had to have sit down and have a serious talk with her about this because yeah. she was just like, mom, like every time I turn around, one of them is telling me they're a lesbian or they're bi. And you know, it, it became a fad, but it also wasn't until the trans agenda started it wanting to go after kids. Yeah. That is when <clears throat> everybody, you know, was like, oh, oh, hell no, no. One of the biggest this. breeding grounds for this ideology I've seen is TikTok. 
Yes. I've seen, TikTok I'm sure you've, terrible. yeah, I'm sure you've seen the reports that people talk about the, the detransitioners that come out and said, I was heavily, if not mostly influenced by TikTok. Yep. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, and, and it's, it's interesting because I, I have a TikTok account. Mm -hmm. I had a, a very big TikTok account. Um, I had like a quarter million followers on there and, um, most of my videos would go viral, but it wasn't until I started going after the trans mm -hmm. activists Protect class. that my algorithm started to go down. And then eventually they banned me because I went after Jeffrey Marsh. And I don't know if you know who Jeffrey Marsh is. That guy needs, I can't, well, I can't say it's free speech. That guy deserves a bullet in his head. That guy deserves a wood chipper. He's disgusting. Feet first. He's, for those that don't know, he's the guy that wears the lipstick. He's very feminine. It's like, your but he parents, has a beard. Yeah. He has like, a beard. Your parents were wrong. It's okay. And he was the guy that was basically saying, you can contact me on Patreon yeah. and we can talk privately so your parents don't know. Yes. This is, how old is he? I, I don't know. He's got to be in his 30s. I, I th I'm pretty sure he's around our age, but I called that out. Mm -hmm. Basically, I was like, you you yeah. ask kids to come to your Patreon yeah. and hide it from their parents. Just because, that in and of itself is a massive red flag. Yeah. And because of that, I mean, we went from don't take candy from strangers to now you can do it and don't tell your parents about it. Mm -hmm. That's what that's that's what we went to. And I called that out. And literally the next day, my, my entire TikTok account was gone. Yeah. I was like, OK, this tells me everything mm -hmm. I need to know. But it's not even just the trans agenda. It's also uh, there are so many people on TikTok now that are so brainwashed that they they think that 14, 15, 16 year old kids are adults. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Um, and so when you call out a pedophile or you call out someone that is acting inappropriately with a child on TikTok, they'll there will be activists, oh, yeah. and, you know, all the keyboard warriors who go on there and defend that person. Yeah. Um, it happened to me recently on one of my one of my videos I made, which I don't make a lot anymore. I freaking hate that platform. Mm. Um, I, I I spend most of my I I release most of my information on X. So X yeah. still not used X. to that. I know it's really bizarre. It is. Um, but if you want to talk about the psychology of what happens to a child, I mean, I can just go into it briefly. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, I do want to field some questions from the chat. Okay, uh, we've got a lot of people watching. So, you, if you have any questions about um, everything we've talked about, feel free to ask away in the chat for educational purposes. You know, I know a lot of people are specifically parents. We have like almost four hundred people watching on Rumble and hundred on Rum uh, Kick. But yeah, I know a lot of people are gonna have questions as far as uh, what they can do. But yeah, go ahead. As far as the psychological effects of a child that is exposed to pornography at a very young age. Yeah. And this is why this is why they they want to do it and you're you're going to hear this and you're going to be like okay that makes total sense. Yeah. Um so when a child is exposed to uh sex or you know any kind of uh, sexual trauma even if it's not just, you know, sex or 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 rape, even just being exposed to sexual um situations that they're not prepared for. Yeah. Um, something happens to the development of a child's brain. And I learned about this in, in child development and psychology. And when I look at what's going on in the world right now and how children are being um, indoctrinated versus what I learned, I'm like, this doesn't match up right. at all with what I, what I learned um, with a master degree in psychology. Um, so when a, when a child is exposed to sex, um, whether it be on the TV or whether it be in a book, um, on a constant basis, their prefrontal cortex, um, actually, uh, becomes suppressed. Okay. And, um, th uh, what, ha what happened when that happens, 
Um, the prefrontal cortex is in control of behavior regulation, logical thought, your ability to uh, look into the future and say, okay, I'm looking at the now and is this going to be the appropriate steps that I need to, to take in order to, for this to happen? Yeah. You know, it's, it's logical thinking. That becomes suppressed. And when that becomes suppressed, the child's fight or flight kind of takes over. Okay. And then they see the world as unsafe they see the world as ev everybody is after me and they're agitated and they're they're anxious. Um, their identity, you know, is is uh, they, they don't know who they they are. Um, so when that happens, when you are not when you are unable to control your behavior, look at the kids that are being pushed out of the public school system right now, mm -hmm. you know, with the crazy earrings and the blue hair and the inability to have any kind of conversation with you whatsoever. Right. They call you names. Mm -hmm. They scream at you. Yeah. You know, um, they, they're incapable of any kind of actual debate. Right. And I truly believe it is because these children are being so deeply indoctrinated that they, when you are this deeply indoctrinated and you had, do not have the ability to control your own, uh, behavior and your logical thinking, you can be controlled. Yeah, you're not going to fight for what is right, or or you're not going to fight for um, what is moral. Mm -hmm. You're simply going to, you know, retreat like a turtle in your shell, and you're going to do what people tell you to do. Yeah. So you're highly controllable, and then you have this trans agenda that is coming in, that is, you know, coming after kids, and then what is happening when uh, they're being told that the, yes, you're a boy, you can be a girl, you're a girl, you can be a boy, and then they start giving them all of these. Uh, medications, they're essentially sterilizing them. Mm -hmm. So not only can they be highly controlled now and they're, they're beings that are incapable of logical thought, but then they can't, they can't procreate. They can't have children. So I didn't even know that until recently. I want to say like the past month I was, I was shared a video of a computerized, um, process of how the transgender uh, or the gender reassignment surgeries work. And they literally, uh, they, they snip the testicles. You're, you're done. You'll never have children. Yeah. Um, and you know, when they invert the penis and stuff like that, and you also never experience an orgasm. Yeah. So they're sterilizing the child and they're also preventing it from ever experiencing a, I would say a very relevant thing in everybody's life is, you know, the act of sex is sex. Yeah. But when you are depriving a child of that, just the effects on the brain yeah. later on in life, there's, I, I don't, I don't even, how do you explain that? Like, I, that's why I feel like in the conservative movement, when you have these transgenders like Blair White and the rest of them is like, look, these are the wrong people that we should have give, be giving platforms to what you put yourself through, what you've done is essentially limited yourself forever. And I'm, I'm not saying they're bad people, but I feel like our priorities have really shifted as far as protecting the children mm -hmm. by trying to make it seem normalized because they're on the same political side as us. It's like, it should never be normalized. These people should not be given platforms of that magnitude because Clearly, there is something wrong. Yeah, and there's no, there's absolutely nothing normal about it. Not only can they not have an orgasm, but if you are going from male to female, and which you seems, know, which I'm sorry to cut you off, oh, no, that seems to be the privilege. You don't see a lot of women turning no. to men. You do see a lot of men turning into women yeah. or trying to not turning, but you know, because they're feminizing our men. Yeah, that masculinity is dead. Yeah, you know, um, and I, I hate that. Yeah, <laughs> um, but not only, and this is this is kind of gross, but not only when when you go, uh 
male to female, not only can they never have an orgasm, they have to insert something into yeah. their fake vagina every single day just to keep it open. Mm-hmm. Um, Otherwise, and it'll heal infection. shut. Yeah, it'll yeah. heal shut. So you're like, well, if you're a guy that dates a trans woman, you are literally having sex with an open wound. Yes. And... Um, that's the other disgusting. thing is, that's yes, so disgusting. How but, is that normal? In any stretch of the imagination, how could that ever be classified as normal? It'd be the same as having sex with a corpse. Yeah. It's dead flat, or it's it's not, not a corpse. One's dead, not so, but you know what I'm saying? It's just kind of like, and then the act of uh, having a penis, and it's not even a penis. No, it. I've seen pictures. Holy crap. Yeah, they cut off portions of the thigh or the, 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 the forearm, forearm, and it's mm-hmm. literally just a bundle of flesh. Yeah. For, yeah. for, and it, you can't even do it. It just that hangs doesn't, there. Function. doesn't function. Doesn't function. Have a pump. You can't even um, pee out of it. No. So it's not even a penis. It's classified. It's, it's not even classified as a penis. It's gross. Um, but also you're a patient for life. Um, and doctors love that. Yeah. Oh, the money must Big be good. Big pharma absolutely loves that. You are a patient for life. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you detransition, you are still a patient for life. Except they'll treat you like absolute garbage. Really? Yes. Um, Did not know that. Yes. So, uh, for example, um, in the last legislative session, when we were uh, putting out the bill that would ban pediatric gender modification, we had several, um, and not just the doctors treat them like garbage, legislators treat them like garbage. Because it undermines their their narrative they they blindly support. Yes. Um, And I'm trying to remember her name. I think her name is Prisha, um, but she's a detransitioner. And I wish I knew her full name because everyone should follow this girl. She's amazing. But she's a detransitioner. Um, she had a double mastectomy, I think, when she was 16. Good Lord. And was on puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones for years as a teenager. And it completely destroyed her body. She no longer has breasts. Her voice is completely different. She grows hair on her face. Her bones are uh, did not grow properly. So now she has a hump on her back and she, you know, she can't walk right. She's always in pain. Um, her her hips never widened the way that they should have. They stayed narrow and her shoulders got really big because the steroids. Uh, the steroids. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so she has so many problems, but she said that she has gone to so many doctors for help because she's in pain and she has so many problems and they turn her away because they say, we don't know how to help you. We've never dealt with this before. I mean, we, yeah, we I don't mean, know how to help you, yeah. but she's spending so much money trying to go to all these different doctors just for t- to get help. And then they examine her and they see her and they say, we're sorry. You, they keep referring her You're on your own, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's absolutely terrible for her. But during that legislative session, she came and she shared her testimony it was so powerful because she just, all she did was share about, this is what happens when I tried to detransition because mm-hmm. I finally realized I don't want to be a man. I want to be a woman. Yeah. It's too late. You can't. And, and it's too late for her. They call it detransitioning, but you can't. Like it's once you cut you can't it off. Detransition. It's you're you're no. there. You're in this this awkward state of in between. Like right. And it made me so angry because she testified in committee, and there was a doctor earlier on in that committee who was a doctor who performed on kids and he was from out of state and he was there as an invited guest to talk about how oh these medications are are this is reversible blah 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 you know i've seen Clear, that yeah uh, there's that famous streamer of uh, vosh i had a debate with him and in that debate he talked about these medications are reversible and people are coming out saying no that's they're not BS. it's bs yeah, that's absolute bs but they had him and they were like thank you sir thank you so much for 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 coming here and so speaking brave. to us Such so brave yeah. right from out of state well precious from out of state too and she she came there to testify. And the craziest thing I wa- I sat there and watched it happen is one of the Democrat legislators literally afterwards said, well, you're from out of state. So your testimony doesn't really apply here. And she said, <laughs> how? 
How? Because the, does the medical process change over borders? Is, right, is that how it works? Exactly. The, the was the is the medication different? I mean, Lupron is different in different states. Wow. I mean, how is it that this doctor over here was allowed to to speak, and you you know you hold him in high esteem, and you're going to discredit me because I'm from out of state? He's the medical practitioner, but I'm the actual victim here. I'm right. the one they experimented on. You should probably. You know, it's like, talk to Frankenstein, not Dr. Frankenstein. Frankenstein knows. He's the guy that had all, it, that's what it just, it feels like, it feels like we are living in an, an insane world. It's a circus. It's insane. Yeah. And it just blows, because the more that I hear about the stuff, the normalization, and then you read these comments, specifically on TikTok, you're right. These children will come to fight for this. It's like, you mm -hmm. know, this is gender affirming care, life saving care. It's like, you are destroying lives under yeah. this guy or this, this fake banner of saving lives. And they don't even realize it. Yeah. And, and there was so many people that are pushing for this. They're not even trans. Yeah. It's like, they deserve this. Like you realize you're, you're basically helping them commit suicide. Yep. And if they don't commit suicide, they're like this for the rest of their life. Like there is no change. There's no going back. Yeah. And they, they don't even try to hide what they're doing anymore, especially on TikTok, because if you're scrolling on TikTok, mm -hmm. you know, you have a you have an algorithm. Yeah. Right. And so a lot of my stuff is political and beauty hacks. Mm -hmm. That's that's what I do. You know, skincare, stuff like that. And then political stuff. And then every single live that comes across is always a trans person. Yeah. Every single time, every single live. I'm like, what did I do to cause my life to look like this? It's it, the things that you research because I have the same thing because I run that page dating libs on Instagram. Yeah. And I, I get pictures and stuff like this and I post them and it's a satire account and people think it's real because I love trolling Fox and stuff like that. It's like, <laughs> you bunch of racist bigots. And they look at the page like, oh, you're a blue haired. It's like if they only knew who it really was. But that's funny. On TikTok, I'll get that too, because that's what you interact with the most for research purposes. That's what populates. Mm -hmm. And some of the stuff I've seen, it's like, no, I get where this um, this propaganda is coming from. Yeah. Um, and, and here's the crazy part. Like, I feel like there's no stopping this. No. They're not going to ban TikTok. They're not going to ban Instagram. They're not going to ban, because I feel like social media is the causation for, I'd say, about 99% of this. I really do. Because yeah. these these trends, a trend, you know, back when we were growing up, a trend, bugle boy, no fear, like just clothing, for example, it would come and go, you know, but it took a while to spread and then it would just go away. These trends now are here, boom, in the blink of an eye because somebody over in California does it. And then within a day, somebody in New York's doing it. And that trend just happens across the nation, much less the world. Yeah. And it feels like it's the most popular thing to do. And kids, they're, they're already, you know, I remember what it was like in high school, middle school. Peer pressure is bad. Like you want to fit in. Everybody, like that kid wants to belong and be a part of a community because he, he, I think it's human nature. You want to be accepted. You want to have friends. And now the medium in which to cement that that bond is, well, you got to be gay, bi, or trans. And right. it's the victim class. And it's just very easy to say, well, I don't have any friends. I say I'm trans. Boom. Everybody loves me. I'm yeah. a hero. I'm brave. Yeah. I actually have a story about that. Go for um, it. And, uh, <laughs> so one of the schools that I exposed before I became a journalist for the Publica was, uh, do you know where Bernie is? Tiny little town mm -hmm. in Texas. Uh, no. So... It's a small conservative town. That's why I tell parents, like, if you think that it can't happen oh, yeah, where you yeah. are, it, yes, it is. Yeah. Um, so in Bernie ISD, um, and this went completely viral to the, and, and the, the high schoolers at Bernie ISD were actually doxing me. They hated me so bad for what I did. They were doxing me within the school. They were threatening me using their student email accounts mm -hmm. um, because I exposed a psychiatrist that had come into this school during lunch hour, all three lunch hours, to talk about the transgender um, uh, 
the area of transgenderism and uh, she was an LGBTQ psychiatrist that, you know, talked to LGBTQ kids, Mm. but she came in and talked about transitioning and was talking about the process of transitioning to these kids unbeknownst to the parents, Mm. but also was demonizing Christians, um, saying that Christians are against us, blah, blah, blah. Well, the parents found (laughs) out there was a whistleblower parent that came to me about it and I blasted it. But uh, during that time, I also found out that this parent who came to me had a son within in the school who's the one who originally told her about what happened Mm -hmm. and he's questioning himself he doesn't know if he's gay or whatever you know and it probably has to do with the pressure that he has at the school um so he was um in what's called the the gsa club is the gay straight alliance club within the school are you kidding me Mm -mm. oh my god what happened to the key club and chess club I don't know. <laughs> I, I would have loved chess club. I love chess. Um, but he was part of this GSA club and they were very accepting of him and were like, oh, we're going to give you a safe space until they found out that he's the one who mm-hmm. broke the news about this psychiatrist. Um, and then they hated him. They bullied him. They treated him like absolute crap and, you know, didn't want him in the club anymore because I found out that this GSA club was also talking about transitioning and was demonizing. Uh, this was during the time of the election between Beto and Abbott. And so Mm. they were demonizing Abbott and saying, singing praises about Beto, which is actually legal. You can't do that because it's, it's election interference, Um, whether they're old enough to vote or not, Mm -hmm. um, they can still help. And so you you can't sway one way or another in a public school district. Um, But anyways, found out about that, blasted it. The the GSA club got so freaking angry at me. Like I said, they were doxing me, but they bullied this kid. And even the psychologist, the working psychologist within the school bullied him by pulling him into her office. And uh, because he had spoken up at the school board meeting, um, she kept asking him leading questions like, well, did your mom Mm. tell you that you should have said those things? You know, and he was like, no, I I said them on my own. This is wrong. You know, mm. wrong to demonize Christians, wrong for uh, the, the psychologist to come in and, and speak the way she is um, without parents knowing. The craziest part about the whole thing is that when uh, an email was sent to the school, I sent an email to the school. They can, The school came back and said, well, um, they they didn't apologize, but they said we didn't know that this happened. They said they didn't know, yeah, BS. which means I'm sorry, <clears throat> you let a stranger into your school that is supposed to be a very secure place. You didn't know about this, mm-hmm. that, which is an absolute lie. But it, I mean, it's for three a, periods, by, by right. the way, three lunch periods. Right. Yeah. So it's like, OK, so one way or another, you are screwed because either you're admitting that you did this without parents knowledge or you're admitting that you let a complete stranger into the school mm-hmm. when all you talk about are school shootings. Yeah. So, you know, it's an interesting concept. I saw uh, there's this, this TikTok. Um, and there was this guy talking to, go go figure, a very overweight, blue-haired woman. And you could tell she was a lesbian. I mean, they always have a look about him, very very masculine and stuff like that. And so the guy is interviewing and says, so you think it's okay to transition children? She goes, instantly, she goes, yeah, of course, he said, into Christians. She goes, no, absolutely not. I'm like, and there it is. There it is. So it's like you talk to these these school boards and stuff like that. It's like, would you be okay with me talking to your child about sex? And they'd be like, well, yeah. It's like, what about Christianity? Oh, no. It's like, Really? Why? Yeah, they tell on themselves. It is. It is. Yeah. And, you know, again, like I said, I, I'm not for forcing religion on people, but it's like, well, why are you so combative against it? Yet you're so okay, openly okay with a permanent change that will be with your child for the rest of their life. Like, I can't right. even imagine that. Right. I cannot even imagine that being okay in, like, anybody's mind. How do you rationalize that? Right. I. You can't. I I have nothing to tell you. You really, you cannot rationalize it all. And these people are not rational. No. So... 
Yeah. Have you dealt with any violence or threats towards you and for all the work that you've done, all the activism? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Every day, Mm -hmm. every day, especially on, on the TikTok platform, I've had people threaten my kids. I've had people say, uh, we have actually paid to research who I am and where I live. Mm -hmm. Um, I've actually had to get on websites and try to make sure that my address is private because of the doxing. Um, I have had private security have to come to my house and actually watch my house, um, because of threats to my family. I've had people threaten to burn my house down um wish that i would die wish that i would put a gun to my head and pull the trigger mm-hmm. i mean it, it's constant all the time yeah um and it's you know it's mostly smoke you yeah. know it, yeah. it, it I, I understand that but sometimes when they message you and they say they're actually telling you detailed information about yourself that's mm-hmm. when it's it's time to be like okay mm-hmm. um this this guy's a freak yeah. um so it it's all the time not only that but it's not just the messages but um during legislative session that got that got very interesting How so um so this past one was mostly just dealing with a bunch of trans activists who you know at at one point during uh the committee to ban pediatric gender modification they did what's called a die-in i guess so stupid yeah i know what you're talking about yeah and they they were just laying in front of our feet and chanting the same thing over and over again and that was bizarre he had to like step over them and Mm. sometimes they would like go like they're trying to trip you Mm. you know and they get in your face and they scream and they spit at you i've been spit at i don't know how many times Mm. you know and you just scrub yourself after well uh (laughs) Oh my gosh. Like, I don't know where you're Get the trans spit on me. Um, but, um, not this past legislative session when all that happened, but the one before that, I actually had to have security walk me to my car every single, I went to the Texas Capitol to either testify or speak to legislators because they would follow me. Um, I had one, uh, person to actually, uh, he he messed up my car. He put a giant dead on the side of my car. Um, Did you like sue him for that, or what? What happened with that? No, um, there were. I I know who it was. Uh, he had already said that he was going to do it. I just but when I went to the parking to the park the public parking lot that I was at, um, it it had already happened, and that, yeah, nothing came of that. There are no cameras or anything, so nothing came of that, unfortunately. Um, but I've also had them throw, uh, water bottles at me, frozen water bottles, water bottles full of rocks. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it gets scary, you yeah. know, and Antifa is a thing too. Mm-hmm. And so they're there a lot. They were especially present during the previous, the, you know, 2020, 2021 legislative session. Antifa was very present and they would ride around their bikes and you would be walking to your car and they'll make circles on their bikes and like their black backpacks mm-hmm. and their black masks. And they'll, they'll try to intimidate you mm-hmm. and they don't, they don't don't care if you're a man or a woman or a child they don't they don't care they they want to harm you yeah so yeah do you think there's ever gonna be a turning point in texas to where something like that happens and it's gonna there's gonna be blood yes then people gonna open fire on them yes 100 uh, yes if 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 this continues i i just there's gonna be a breaking point Mm -hmm. at some point i i truly see that and you said earlier you know this is not gonna go away it's it's not going to go away. That was one of the questions they were asking in the chat. Like, do you think this is a fad that's just going to trend and then eventually go away? No. No, because this isn't just a fad. This is something that has been wanted for years by by the elites. They they want this. Um, and that's why they fight for it so hard. That's why the Biden administration fights for it so by, hard. The president of the United States, yeah. Sleepy Joe, literally came out and endorsed child Gender mutilation. Yes. He, they literally said, we will stand with these children. Mm-hmm. The president of the United, the free world said, yeah. we will stand with children. 
And he what did it while sitting there with Dylan Mavani. Oh my gosh. So, <laughs> you know, and, and Dylan Mavani is, is a freaking nightmare. Yeah. Um, so Talk about an attention whore. Yes. When, and now apparently Dylan Mavani is a lesbian and like, who, who knows like what, what, I don't even understand what. Do you I think he was sexually molested as a child? Probably. Yeah. More than likely. Wow. Um, and that's what I'm saying. It, it's very sad that this is happening to these kids, but now they're growing, now they're growing up and they're becoming adults and they're, you know, and back to the psychology of it all, your child, excuse me, your brain is actually not developed, fully developed until you're 23, 24, sometimes 25 years old. Mm-hmm. And it actually takes longer for men. Yeah. That's, you know, it's not a diss on men. It's just scientifically, yeah. it, it takes longer for, for men's brains to develop. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that we have so many men now who want to be women and are feminized. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I, I do think that a lot of this has to do with not even just being sexually molested or sexually um, raped or, you know, raped yeah, or, yeah. you know. Um, but I think a lot of it just has to do with the sexual exposure constantly over and over again. You know, you lo- I feel like you honestly lose your battle for your child when you drop them off in front of a public school. We talking about what you what you just said. You're a veteran. Did you ever deploy? No. Okay. But you know in the military propaganda, the propaganda machine, mm-hmm. um, psyops, psychological well, I say, warfare. I said in deploy. I went to Bangladesh if you okay. want to consider that okay. a deployment. So, but the same the same token still applies though. The propaganda machine is a very very powerful tool, mm-hmm. and it feels like the propaganda machines have now become the social media platforms to just pu- push constant pump nonstop propaganda onto the children because. That's why a lot of these schools now are talking about they're trying to pass legislation to where if uh, these children do want to transition, the teachers don't have to tell the parents. Yes. And they can just kind of, the state, once again, takes control of the kids. They transition. And it feels like it's recruiting more into this Marxist army of insane types that are going to, like you said, they have full and total autonomous control over them. They remove them from the last shred or the last fiber of common sense, which is the parent, the nuclear family, which is dying. And then the state takes over and they've recruited one more voter. Yeah. One more person to go along with their agenda. Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely. And the thing is, is that the the entire goal is to remove parents. Yeah. The entire goal is to remove parents from these children's lives. And that's why I think I posted something about it recently. Um, Biden was talking about uh, community schools where it's 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 called the whole child Mm. where there's going to be psychology, um, you know, interventions, um, healthcare, and all these things available within the school. And the entire purpose of that is to have the child be encompassed by school so much that the families have no access to their child anymore. That is the, that is the intention. Mm. They want your children. Yeah. Um, and they want the parents gone. And I think ultimately it is going to take parents drawing the line in the sand and it's going to take parents Mm -hmm. to say no more, I'm done with this. Um, and maybe eventually it will be the parents against the government, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. when it comes to actually, you know, unfortunately it might turn into violence. Like you said before, I mean, if the legislators are clearly bought and paid for and they refuse to listen to what the voters are saying, what alternatives do you have left? It's, it's such a corrupt system. But do you see things that we're going through in America? Do you see this internationally? Or do you think that see this specifically in America? Um, I do think that it's prominent in, uh, I, I think America is the worst, to, yeah. me, to be honest. I do think that uh, internationally it is a problem in certain in certain countries, but not all. You know? I've seen it like take hold in England. 
It's yeah. starting to grow over there. Yes. But you um, definitely see in like places like South America, you see the Middle East. It's not happening. No. China's uh, like, nope. Russia's, nope. Nope. <laughs> so, yeah, there there are certain countries that are that are, wow. are, are, are saying absolutely not. Wow. Um, But unfortunately, I do see it becoming an all-encompassing thing on global, you think global so? scale. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. I hope not. I hope not either, but it, I think, it, but the goal I believe is one world order. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, that is going to be the eventual goal is that we're not going to be a country anymore. Mm -hmm. And you see that with our border, yeah. they're trying to destroy our borders because I honestly think that that is part of the one world order agenda is mm -hmm. to destroy borders. Yeah. And eventually it is going to become a, a global, a complete global issue. A global economy, global religion, global everything to where it's just one massive dictator. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could definitely see that. We, we talk about like where everything's just related to money. You mm -hmm. see Klaus Schwab, people like the WAF, like they, they push for this. Yes. And they, I, I think people, I, I think the problem that a, people, a lot of people have is like myself included is that originally we saw a lot of conspiracy theory being peddled as normal. Yeah. And before I heard that, I'm like, eh, okay, man, whatever. And then you kind of start seeing a lot of this and it's like, wait a minute, there's something here. Like yeah. there, there's actually something here. This is not, this is not aliens. It's not area 51. It's like, but if you listen to the likes of what Schwab and the rest of them talk about, like what yeah. Bill Gates um, because I feel like where the truth lies is you have the extremists, like the QAnon types that go just off the rails of insanity. Then you get the left is like, oh, it's not true. But usually it's somewhere right in the middle. There's a sweet spot right in the middle to where it's like, there's something to this. Like Bill Gates coming out and talking about depopulation and things like this. And it's like, hmm. Yeah, Kamala Harris brought up depopulation. Um, and not everyone's like, oh, she she tripped over her words. I'm like, did she or was that a Freudian slip? I don't, I don't know about that. Yeah. Um, we did it, Joe. Yeah, we did it, Joe. We're, we're detransitioning or <laughs> we're transitioning the kids. Yeah. Um, let me ask you a question. Um, the answer is no. Uh, Whatever it is, the answer is no. Or I, that or I say yes, they're real. <laughs> you can keep you can keep the answer. No. Oh, okay. oh boy. Here we go. Oh, no, okay. what do we got? So um, you, you, you talk about one world order and, you know, globalism and everything. How do you feel about school choice? I'm all about it. Really? Oh, uh, are what? you sure? Okay, so hold on. This is like you're asking me a baited question here. My understanding of you already it, said no. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. My understanding of it is if, if I'm a parent, mm -hmm. I, I don't believe that it, you should be forced to go to a certain school because to me it boils down to basic economics. Mm -hmm. If school A over here is run with the transgender ideology and the bullshit over here, which it shouldn't be, mm -hmm. and school B is like a normal school and incentivization and uh, services provided are the incentive to want to bring in more state funded money, yeah. then it's kind of like no different than hospitals. Yeah. If a hospital offers better care or lower price, I'm going to go to that hospital. So why should it be any different for children? If a parent does not feel comfortable with that child going to that school right. that clearly is off the rails of insanity, I should have the choice being, I don't live in a certain zip code. So you clearly know this. So where am I wrong on this? Cause um, you're about to educate me. Okay. So you're actually not wrong in everything you just said. Because I'm going to clip that. And that's going to be the intro of every podcast moving <laughs> forward for the rest of my career. <laughs> you're actually not but wrong. Wait. and You're right about everything you said. Yeah. You're not wrong. And you're right about everything you just said. But where am I getting? Yeah. If it worked that way. Yeah. Okay. So, but that, the, yeah, that's the problem. Now, I know in Florida, they passed that. I'm not sure how it is in Texas. Right. So we don't have school choice in Texas yes, yet. And this is a, this is something that I, I, I always bring up with people and it kind of makes them think. Um, if you really dig into school choice um, and you really dig into who's pushing it, because believe it or not, you mentioned Schwab, you mentioned, you know, and then you you can start talking about George Soros. Yeah. And if you look into how they feel about school choice, they're all about it. 
and you have to wonder why. Yeah. And Abbott is all about it, who's also a member of, of the of World WF, Economic yeah. Forum. Um, it's a lot of globalists that push school choice. Mm-hmm. And there was an interview that was done with Abbott, and this is what you know, kind of tipped me off to this and was really disturbing to me, especially as a homeschool parent. Um, and this is quote, this is a quote in an interview with Dallas, in, in an interview in Dallas, Abbott expressly said, if private schools take state money, there will be standards and transparency. There was even a plan for quote, third party in charge of ensuring that accountability will be upheld. The state can impose accountability for any institution that receives this money, which would include homeschooler institutions. Now, if you do you see a problem with that, I I see a huge problem with that. And you already mentioned the fact that a lot of the Democrats uh, we already know are bought, but a lot of the Republicans are also bought. And it's all it's all a swamp. Yeah. So there has never been anything positive about the phrase we're from the government and we're here to help you. And if you bring in school choice, how you described it would be great if we could actually keep it that way. But the problem is that when you start legislating it as an all-encompassing thing, yeah. you're allowing the government to step in and regulate it. Yeah, and so, so when they're coming in and they're saying there needs to be accountability, mm-hmm. accountability to, to who? who, you know? And so then you're talking about private schools and homeschoolers, which right now homeschoolers are very free to teach their children what and how and when they want in yeah. the state of Texas. That will be, I promise you that school choice is a fantastic idea. It is. But if it is actually passed, especially with the way things are in our in our government right now, they're going to they're going to find a way so that yeah. all schools It'll give the appearance schools, of free choice. Homes, yeah. It's not, but it's still going to be another arm of the government. Yeah. It yeah. will become another arm of the government. And then they'll won't they won't just be going after the public schools anymore like they are now. They'll be going after all of it. Mm. And you never want the government to put a foot into something that they don't have a foothold. I can't think of one single thing the government has ever interjected itself into with good intentions that they did not screw up royally. Exactly. So why why would they push school choice so much? Mm, That makes sense. Yeah. The same premise behind like capitalism. Like we don't have capitalism. We got corporatism. That's the problem. That's why I get in here. And it's funny how like our opinion, like in the last five years, I've seen my own opinion. Like I was, I was a diehard Trump guy back in 2016, diehard back to blue. And now I'm just kind of like, dude, fuck the cops. Like, I'm sorry. Like after, <laughs> yeah. what, after we saw, not all cops, I'm not saying like in a, a massive Yeah, It's like, an individual issue. It is. But yeah. I, I, after what we saw with COVID, I never saw so many police officers enforce tyrannical lockdowns at the hands of supposed Republican governors. It's like, I've lost all faith in you. Yeah. I'm like, I've lost all faith in you. Now, yeah. granted, a lot of the sheriffs and places like that in the, the out, outlying areas were like, no, we're not enforcing that. And that to me seemed like that's where you need to go. But in inner cities, oh, they were all about it. They yeah. were all about it. But it also feels like um, it's just it's the same thing with uh, we talk about capitalism, corporatism, that I actually get now where the communists come from. Like, I get the premise of what they're saying, but it's like, but yours, your, your option is no, it's even worse but I get the fundamental differences that we actually kind of agree on. Mm-hmm. It's like, we don't want influence. We don't want government regulation. We want to be able to do it on our own, but there's got to be an overarching governing body. There has to be without it. You're just, that's why communism, communism just always fails too, but yeah. great other reasons. But it's like, it's so crazy to me that there's a lot of commonalities between communists, socialists, capitalists. And I think the underlying issue, a lot of it is like fairness, fairness and equality. And we have different beliefs of that yeah. and how we're going to go about achieving that. 
And I think capitalism by far is the best method. But when people look, look at America, it's like, well, capitalism is failing it's like this. It's failing because of corporatism. It's failing because of corruptibility, you know, paid politicians, things like that. Look at academia, all these yeah. things. Like, so yeah, what could have worked is not going to work now, but it's like, yeah. you know, I, I just, I sit here and I look at this country, but I think a lot of people just don't care. Yeah. I think a lot of people are like ostriches. Their heads are so far into the sand or up their own asses, honestly, yep. that until it Mine impacts them. Be. Yeah. And you, know, you, you said you didn't pay attention to politics in no. 2020. And now it's kind of like it's hit you so far. It's like, wow, I really better start paying attention because it's like if we don't, the people that yeah. do care, they're going to be the ones in charge. I also think that once you know what it, once you know what is going on and you don't do anything about it, you're complicit. No. I, I 100 percent believe that. Mm -hmm. um, and it's interesting that you we went from talking about school choice to communism because you said, you know, like you said earlier, how you were explaining it would work beautifully. Yeah. It's when you start getting the government, you know, and these, you know, these Rich dudes, yes, law, yeah. involved is yeah. what corrupts it. And it's kind of the same with communism. You know, if you look at Amish communities, technically these small communities are using a, a communistic way of living yeah. because they all share, they all, you know, they're all equal. But when you start making it bigger and you start putting these, these big, you know, rich yeah. elitists yeah. In, involved, that's when it just goes to crap. Yeah. You know, every single time it's never worked. No, it's not going so. to, it never will. It's, it's literally impossible because the human it's, when you argue or debate with a communist, it's basically they talked about the idea of corruptibility or uh, greed being the main driving force of why capitalism doesn't work. And it's like you could literally apply that same argument to com communism. It's the mm -hmm. same argument. You talk about corruptibility. What about those that want to like mooch off the system? It's like it's almost like it's the, the welfare state seems to be the commonality in a lot of these issues as far as mooching off of those that are doing the work. And then there's the, I think the, the biggest thing that I've seen as to why socialism and capitalism are just complete trash is incentivization. The incentivization to offer something better to achieve a higher, better way of living. And what I mean by that is like, say, for example, the hospital example we just talked about. If that hospital offers good quality of care, I mean, you're, you, you've been to the VA. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm talking about here. Yes. Like the VA services are federal health care. Yeah. You get what you get. Yeah, it's awful. There is no incentivization to be better because they are getting that paycheck no matter what. Right. They don't care. And it's very, it was difficult to fire a lot of these people versus a capitalistic method of uh, that hospital better get really good word of mouth, be really affordable, really good quality of care, because then people are going to want to come back. And if they don't, well, hospital B will pop up and undercut them and take all the business. But when you then have government interventionism for the sake of wanting to raise the lower class up and they start favoring, it's like the same thing with academia. The government got involved with academia saying we want to educate. Education seems to be the most common thing in regards to poverty levels, high crime, things such as that. And the government's going to say, well, hey, we're going to give scholarships to the mid or the lower income class or this this group of people to get them educated, to give them a fair shot. Well, then you've got the, the greedy capitalists is what it is. The greedy capitalists come in and these academics like, well, you know what? Um, a scholarship you or a grant or excuse me, a, a tuition used to run uh, well, $30,000. But now we just upped our rates to $50,000. Yeah. And guess what? You got to pay that. Government's going to cover these guys, but you got to pay that now. So thanks to them wanting to be educated, you're getting screwed for it. Yeah. And that's why I'm adamantly against Social Security. People talk about like uh, DeSantis is running right now and they're going after it's like, well, he wants to abolish Social Security. It's like, I'm all for it. Mm -hmm. Get rid of that crap. Uh, that's yeah. when the libertarian in me comes out. It's like, I want complete autonomous control over my finances and my fiscal future and retirement. We've, we've developed into this um, nanny state to where we run to the government for everything. And the same thing with COVID. People talking about who, who, we, who do we blame for COVID? Um, you. Every single person that screamed at the government for a vaccine, they screamed at the government. 
save us, save us. Well, then the government steps in. They say, well, this is what we're going to have to do to save you. And you got to take it. And I'm yeah. kind of like, ah, it's not their responsibility. It's yeah. not show me in the constitution where it's the government's role and people will manipulate, you know, sovereignty, all this other nonsense. But it's just kind of like, I feel America has become the fatted calf off of freedom that we are so lazy. We live in this bubble that when you see things that are going on in say the Middle East or Russia, it is so shocking to them. It's like, yeah, that's real life. That's the real world out there. And it's going to be here before you know it, because if you don't, if we don't straighten up and fly right, bro, it's going to be very, very bad. Very, very bad. And people, I just don't think it's, it's kind of the whole thing with politics. It's like, it's never going to happen in my lifetime. Yes, oh, it, it could. It is. I, I, I truly believe that it is. Um, and then we've also become so sexually saturated. Oh, yeah. Um, like the yeah. sexual revolution is real. And it, it started years ago, you mm-hmm. know, um, and now we're seeing the the results of it. Mm-hmm. Um, how so? Can you give me some examples on that one? Um, you want to know how it started? Or we, are you like? Yeah, yeah. Because we, I know before the show we were talking about how the impact of pornography on the brain. Like when I was a child, it was Playboys. And then now everything is like, I mean, you, there's literally everything on the internet. You can find, kids have access to this. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. So what is that doing to the human brain, specifically men? Because men are very sex driven. We're very sexual creatures. How does this impact men? I mean, I mean, you look at relationships, divorce rates are through the roof, stuff like yeah. this. How does this impact society as a whole? And I, I know I'm asking you a lot of questions there. So, but, uh, well, first, I think you wanted to talk about like where this started, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. okay, um, so if so, if you want to know, okay, so let me let me first say HB 900, which was the bill that uh, went after the vendors actually that removed <clears throat> sexually explicit materials from the school libraries. It goes into effect September 1st, but okay. we have so many people fighting against it right now. Right. And, you know, lawsuits. This is in the entire state of Texas. In the state of Texas, okay. yes. That was passed in our, our Texas House HB. Well done. Well, yeah. well done. Good for you and your crew. That's awesome. That's awesome to hear. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I would, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I'll give you my number after this. Anytime you want anything talked about to get people to go out, whatever, like, let me know. Because it's it's rare to find someone like you that actually has their boots on the ground, that doesn't have their head up their ass for some kind of like yeah. far, far political degree. I mean, because it's either, I mean, I've been around like the uh, the Q boys, I've been around the Boogaloo boys, and there always yeah. seems to be this common link of like, okay, we need to calm it down here. There has to be a center line of rational common sense thinking. Yeah. But I would love to get involved to help spread the message, get it out. We're getting like almost 100,000 downloads a month. We're growing. That's awesome. And it's like we'd like to get that message out there for other parents because I know we'll, we'll do a Q&A right after this, but a lot of people don't know what to do. They don't yeah. know what to do. We can complain on social oh, media, but you've got the roadmap. I would love to, to talk about that, about what to do. Yeah. yeah. But but let, let me first uh, mention this because a lot of people don't know about this. And um I think there is a small group that that really does know about this, but there's nobody outside this group. And yeah. I feel like this is a good platform mm-hmm. to talk about this. Um, so in, in the uh, there was a man, his name was Alfred Kinsey, and he was uh, an uh, Indiana zoologist um, and now has a university named after him, which but from what I understand, they've tried. They're actually trying to change the name. I don't know if they have or not, um, but his name was Alfred Kinsey and he actually himself and uh, a, a team of actual pedophiles conducted research in order to prove that children were born as sexual beings. And he wrote and published. He, I've several, heard of this. Several books. I've heard of this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and the, the disgusting thing about this is that his research consisted of bringing in children as young as five months old and strapping them down and um, basically sexually molesting them so that they would have orgasms. Right. And 
for some of these children that were five months old, a year old, three years old, five years old, it took two days, 48 hours. And this was this was considered okay because it was considered research. Research, yeah. But the thing is, essentially what happened is that he started this whole sexual revolution and he was highly esteemed. He was praised was for his Was this back work. in like the early 1900s? This was in the 1940s. Okay. Yeah. And and some of his books were actually published in the 1950s. Yeah. I think 1956. Um, Didn't they say this is where transgenderism was born from? I could have, I could be talking about something completely different then. No. Okay. Uh, no, I think transgenderism might have even been born before that. But normalized, it the, tended to be normalized. Normalizing, okay. uh, exposing children to sexual materials is okay. actually where what happened with this. Okay. So there were laws that were that protected children from sexual scenes. You know, like uh, movies and TV yeah. shows. We we have all these laws, right? Um, but. He carved out what is called he he him and his followers carved out what is called the obscenity exemption, and the obscenity exemption is what is why we are able to have pornographic books in uh, school libraries all across the nation is because of obscenity exemption because um, they are saying in the, in the obscenity exemption that if a book is educative in nature yeah as a whole yeah even if it has the sexually explicit materials inside of the book yeah it is okay. exempt yeah. and it is it's science allowed. quote unquote yeah. science yeah. yeah it's it's considered uh academic yeah it's it's pretty disgusting good grief so yeah and so now we have there this obscenity exemption is is from what i understand understood in 48 states um and now we're you know we're trying to get rid of it reverse we're trying it. to appeal we're trying to reverse it but it's it's caused a, a serious issue it's it's caused this sexual revolution clearly so, so from the 40s up until now you see how it just you know compounded and exacerbated that issue of like yeah well and then uh, the trans agenda kind of just yeah like, like canoned it mm -hmm. you know so so then we talk about that and then we talk you talk about the sexual revolution what impact do you think this has had on society as a whole in america specifically I think that people like you and I are very scarce now, unfortunately, mm. um, that actually speak up and say something and do something about it. I think that a lot of people like us are afraid to speak up because this small majority of activists are loud and um, obscene mm. and the further they go with no accountability or being stopped by people um, they're just, it's just going to keep going and keep going yeah. until it completely overtakes our society. Yeah. And it's like you said before, Sodom and Gomorrah 2.0. Mm -hmm. And then I truly believe that th we are, we're almost, I think we're almost to the end. Yeah. Same. I, I, I really do. I yeah. think there, there are so many signs. There are so many things that have already come to pass that have been predicted. Yeah. And I think, I think we're getting there, Yeah. you know, and, and it, it, the Bible predicts it's going to get bad. It's going to get really bad. It's emerging um, to a tribulation, yeah. Yeah, and it, and it is. The, the same <clears throat> exact things that were talked about that happened in Sodom and Gomorrah, we were watching that plus a thousand. Unfold, yeah. Yeah, and, mm -hmm. and it is it is un, it has, it has unfolded, and we're watching it happen. You know, so, one thing I never understood about the story of Sodom and Gomorrah is that um, Lot, right? Mm -hmm. So the angels are going into his house and people are trying to get in there because they want to molest the angels. They want to sleep with the angels. And he says, give them my daughters. What the hell kind of father does that? He's a PO. I, I was kind of like, I'm just, I remember reading what that a as a terrible kid. human being. And I'm, but you know, they talked about how like Lot was a good person. I'm just like, uh, 
Not what, really. what kind of dad does that? It's like, well, they want to rape the angels. I ah, give him my daughter. But luckily he didn't. But I'm just like, yeah. who does that? Probably because he was living in a society that normalized that. True. Yeah. Very true. And he was very impacted. He well, was, even if it was normalized, like, you know, because yeah. even he said, it's like, still, God, if there's 10 righteous souls, save it. It's like, if you can find me 10, good luck. And yeah. it's like, ah, I'm not going to find them. Yeah. But I was just kind of like, I always wondered, like, and he, he basically said, take my daughters. I'm like, bro, yeah. who does that? I, I I don't know. I mean, as part of it might have to do with culture, but it's still, it, it's awful. Potentially, yeah. <laughs> it, it is pretty awful. So. Modern day. We, we, we push forward to contemporary times now. What do you feel like the 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 pornographic movement, what, what impact has this had on society, do you think? Because it starts with children. Because I think gro- young men at a very young age, we have questions about that. Like, you know, you go through puberty. It's not like back in the old days, which this does bring about very interesting conversation. Back in the old days, like when a young man hit that puberty, his father was like, now you're ready to have sex with women. Like, this is a part of manhood, blah, 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 blah. And it's been very supp- uh, like, yeah, suppressed now. It's like, you know, you know, you hit like men hit puberty at like, what, 12? 12, 13, and you start to feel those urges and you don't understand yourself. Hormones are pumping, all this stuff. But now you've introduced pornography. Yeah. What has this done to the human brain and the development or or lack thereof, I guess, in some situations? That's such a loaded question. Um, (laughs) I I think that the society that we're living in right now, the, the entire aim is to destroy the nuclear family. Yeah, I think it's already been done. Yeah, um, it, it is the, and it is no longer expected of men and women to get married and raise a family anymore. And I think that's genuinely, I think that's why we have so many women that are in their 30s and 40s and they're not married. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's also this whole fake revolution of feminism going on right now. And it's not feminism. Yeah. It's it's uh, women defending men who want to be women. That is not feminism. It's like protecting the patriarchy. Uh, yeah, I'm like, what What are you doing? This is not feminism. You are literally asking men to erase you. Yeah. Like, you you are asking to be erased. They're, they're, they're in the sports and they're in your bathrooms and, yeah. you know, they're, they're taking your leadership spots, like all of it. Yeah. And, you know, I, I truly believe that, you know, um, a man is supposed to be the head of the, the household. And um, but you are supposed to be a, a partnership in this yeah. and you're supposed to work together. Um, and but what what I think is happening is that m- women are literally giving everything they fought for, even the right to vote. You know, they're handing all everything they fought for in life to men on a silver platter. Yeah. And, and not even just men, beta men. Yes. Very, very effeminate beta men. Yeah. So it's not like you have these masculine figures trying to come in there and like be the actual patriarchs. Like men are going to, you know, repeal the 19, like get rid of it. But now it's like, no, you are giving it over to beta men that probably cry after sex. To just yeah. be completely honest. Like these, these are like the ultimate beta types. They're kind of like, these are not men. No. These are some... They're this weird uh, classification of an in-between. Yeah. You're not a woman and you're not a man. You are this, because I remember reading this article, it talked about the rise of the beta male. Like in most societies, the beta male was shamed. There was yeah. nothing good about being beta. You know, they were encouraged you. It's like, you know, you can transition, like not transition that, but you can become an alpha. Like you're taught how to be a man. Yeah. And these days it's like, it's okay to be a feminine. You can sit there and do all these like, no, it's not. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, you, you can wear the, why can't I wear a lipstick? It's like, cause that's what women do. You're not a woman, are you? Yeah. And now it's, I love how the whole, you know, who's it hurting? 
And that's what I love about that argument because people tell me, well, Trent, and this is why conservatives, I feel like, have kind of been lied to because I used to embrace this thing of like, well, as long as it doesn't impact me, it's like, well, it will. It's impacting society now and it will come. That's why I've changed my mind. I think transgenderism should be banned across everything. No, do not not embrace insanity because we don't normalize uh, schizophrenia. No, so it's it's perfectly no. It's you can't if you're schizophrenic. Well, they kind of do now. <laughs> they oh, are good color me shock. Yeah. yeah, there is actually. Um, I actually just found out. I need to dive into this a little bit more. But they're starting to transition kids who have schizophrenia because Jeez. the the voices in their in their mm-hmm. mind are men, and mm-hmm. maybe they ultimately want to be that man that is the voice in their mind. Oh, God forbid. Um, and that is that is. Uh, I've gone down that rabbit hole a little mm-hmm. bit, and I'm going to go down it further because it's crazy. Because they're mm-hmm. they're they're normalizing all mental illness. Yes. And um, including eating disorders. I mean, yeah. if you look at Eugen- oh, yeah. Eugenia yeah. Cooney, do you know who I'm talking about? She's oh. disgustingly thin. Like she's a, a walking skeleton. She's oh. She goes live on TikTok constantly. But her name is Eugenia Cooney. Um, but everyone is, she needs to be deplatformed oh. because there are so many young, impressionable girls who are commenting on all her lives, millions of them. How do I lose weight? How do I get to look like you? And so many people come to her defense and say, no, this is okay. Um, She is who she is. Um, And we just need to leave her alone. Stop bullying her. It's not bullying to tell someone the truth and to help them get help exactly it's yeah. it's not bullying but yeah now it's all it's seen as um you are you're it, this is hateful this is hate speech i've so. never seen this woman i i don't see a lot of that i'm not saying it doesn't have i see mainly it's the exact opposite you see the obese body positivity obesity glorification types yeah. that are just out there this is the other yeah, the other side yeah. of it because, i'm yeah. actually writing and they're an both equally wrong right they're both equally wrong and mm-hmm. both of them are equally unhealthy yeah you know you talk about that i saw there was an article like two or three days ago this woman that was an extreme um vegan or something like that she was on a diet of fruit and died it's like well yeah yeah we've hit a point now in society where you don't have an excuse that you didn't know right. it's very easy to google up you know hey what happens if i just stop eating everything except fruit it's not gonna be good for you like it's just not you have to have a variety of diet yeah but it just, you know, I saw this back in 2015 when I was doing the fat shaming rants, which I still stand completely in, in, a, in agreement with that. I think it should be. I think fat shaming Dr. works. Dr. Sydney Watson is awesome. I she, think she, she got she got pretty uh, she got pretty hammered because of her fat shaming thing. But good. I freaking love it because didn't she, she post she something about yeah being in a, an airplane. airplane? Yes, and I'm yeah. like she's 100 percent right. I didn't yeah. pay to have your fat ass sit next to me, and that's your fault. Exactly. Granted. And I, when I was doing the research on this long time ago, instantly people resort to well they could have a disorder. Type two diabetes is like in two to three percent of American population, mm-hmm. and it's treatable. It's treatable. Don't give me this idea. It's like, well, everybody suddenly has a medical condition that they're fat. No, you're just a gluttonous fat ass. There's a difference there, and you should be fat shamed. There is nothing. There is not one physically good thing, and nobody's done this that you can name me that is a benefit of being morbidly obese. No, not one health benefit. And if there isn't any, then you can't sit there and say this should be normalized. This is not healthy. This is not good. It should never be proclaimed that children should aspire to be like Lizzo. Absolutely oh, not. My gosh. Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. Which, by the way, tell me about the banana reference because I don't, I didn't get that. Whew, man, we want to talk about just, and I, yeah, I hate, I hate being this way. Okay. okay well, but- no, I'm devil's advocate <laughs> because, you know, we talk about innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. And I, I have to maintain that stance. I don't like Lizzo or Izzo, I, I whatever. Don't I think she's an idiot. I think yeah. that she sits there and she gets, you know, she's one of these well, types. She brought, of she brought a bunch of drag queens onto her stage mm-hmm. after they had just banned yeah. drag queen shows in front of 
children yeah. and, and it was her way to make of protesting. Yeah. It's like, no, you just broke the law. But there's not going to be any accountability because yeah. of who you are. Well, no, it, it was they banned it in front of children. But were nobody not, banned. Were there not teenagers at her concert? But it wasn't like a predominantly children thing. I think there was a, a slippery slope there. Okay. So, I mean, you could be right on that one. But the way they were protesting is like they're trying to ban drag queens. But they never finished the sentence of saying from performing in front of children. Right. And which, again, instantly begs the question of why do you want to perform in children? You don't see these freaks performing in nursing homes. Right. In front of the elderly. Because they elderly don't want it. Right. But the kids, we know why they're wanting to do this. But anyway. Yeah. Um, the, the speculation is now that she has several performance dancer, backup dancers, that she was essentially fat shaming, saying that you cannot gain weight. Oh, then yeah. they were supposedly at a sexual club or whatever, and one of the performers had, was using a banana as a dildo, and she wanted her backup dancers to eat the banana, and she was pressuring them to do it. Now, again, this is coming from three or four different testimonies from her backup dancers, but anybody can do that. So, again, I'm not saying she's right. I'm not saying she's wrong. I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me. It would not surprise me because when she's many times talked about that she is the beauty standard. <laughs> the things that she said, and granted, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, but in contemporary times, obesity is not beautiful. Back in the ancient Roman days, it was a sign of superior wealth. You didn't mm -hmm. have to work. The whiter the skin, the more obese you were. It was a class status symbol, if you yeah. will. But in today's day and age, no, it is not the beauty norm. So when she says these things... I see it from a place of her being very insecure that you are projecting that insecurity in the form of a defense mm -hmm. to say, like, it doesn't bother me and I'm the beauty standard. It's like, okay, now you're, you're, you're projecting now and we can clearly see that. So when you see that pattern and that of that behavior, it's like, there's something wrong. There's right. something definitely wrong. And so now we have women who are behaving like that. Mm -hmm. um, influencing younger women. Crazy, yeah. Influencing younger women. Yeah. And then you asked earlier, you know, what's going on with society right now. And then you have men who are behaving like women mm -hmm. um, who have their masculinity has been torn away from them. Um, and, and, or they've given up, given it up willingly. Um, if you, if, if you were fighting mm -hmm. in a war, and you had a man like that behind you mm -hmm. was supposed to watch your back. Would you trust him to do so? God, no, absolutely no. not. I say that with full confidence, yeah. full confidence. Absolutely because not. Because these beta dudes, so, and the reason I say that, it's because I've seen alpha dudes crumble. Right. In combat, and people, I don't think people really have a really realistic um, understanding of what that entails. We're talking about like you're in the middle of a firefight. Rounds are going everywhere. You think you're going to die. Guys are getting hit. Flesh is getting shredded. Blood it, I've seen really bad shit. Yeah. So you see even the strongest guys Fumble. fold. Yeah. And the, and the thing that scares you the most is because you, you start asking yourself, well, if he folded, am I next? Yeah. And, and the, it and, scares you. So when you have yes. these very, very emotionally weak men, I don't want them near me. Not because I hate them. It's just, I don't think you can do the job. I had a, a very effeminate West Pointer who got kicked out and we got hit really bad. And he was on the 50 and he just balls up. I have to throw him out of the way, get on the gun. Not me, but I had another Joe do it. And it's like, we had to get rid of him. It's like, we put him in the talk, guarding the radio. It's like, I can't trust you to do your job now because right. you were a coward under fire. And it's, you know, and this sounds so weird. I can't blame them sometimes because you just, you're not built for it. So that means I need to remove you from that element and give me somebody there that can do that job. Do I think less of you? Yeah, at the time I did. But now it's like, look, man, that's just how you are. But you never should have been in that position to begin with. So that's right. why I feel like the very beta males should not be in the military. Yeah. But so th this country was built on masculine men. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, men who fought for this country, who were brave mm -hmm. and wanted and, and, and you know, had a vision of what they wanted this country to be. Yeah. I cannot think of a better way to destroy the country yeah. than to 
not just make this a trend, but to continue this whole agenda of this trans ideology yeah. and turn every single man into a beta or or think that they're a, whim, a woman yeah. and never be able to fight for what is right. Never stand up ever. for what you believe never in. Never stand up for what you Absolutely. believe in or yeah. a free country ever. Yeah. And Which so, is interesting because you see the rise of these man camps now to where you can go for like three or four days, pay a lot of money, and they teach you how to be a man. It's like, at first I looked down my nose at it. Now it's just like, well, if these kids don't have fathers, where are they supposed to get this from? They don't want to join yeah. the military. So it's like, I get it. But then you have people out there charging just insane amounts of money. They know what they're doing. They're taking advantage of a very golden opportunity. But who do you blame for all of this? Because I have my own opinion on this. Everything you see going on, what would you say is the one demographic that's at fault? Um, Who do I blame for all of this? At the source of all of these issues, transgenderism, the acceptance of all the the pedophilia, yada, yada. What do you, who do you think is at the fault of all this? The core, one specific demographic, or you, whatever answer you have. I don't. Are are you referring to like a specific uh, person in yes. in? No, all- I'm talking about a girl. I, me, I'll just answer. I think it's white liberal women. Okay. I think every video that I have seen at these child friendly drag shows, which if you look at the pulse of what's going on in the community, that's a lot of where the heart is. Mm-hmm. I don't see a lot of minorities. I don't see a lot of dudes. I see a shitload of white women. And I'm trust me, those ain't conservatives. Those are white liberal. Next time you see a viral video, look at the crowd. It's usually very beta men, effeminate men. Look how they sit, look how they dress, and a shitload of white women. Yeah. Why? Well, it's interesting you say that because I mean earlier I was talking about how feminism is dead. Like this is not real feminism. Yeah, but yeah. a lot of this feminism is coming from white liberal women. So, I mean, that's, there's definitely a lot of truth in that. Now I look at that as a whole and I just see so many people who are complicit in this. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. I think conservatives, but, a lot of conservatives, I'm not generalizing. There's but, a lot of conservatives I think to blame on this one too. Yes, I, I agree. But it, it's interesting that you actually say that because it reminds me of a comment that I made. It was actually on Dr. Jordan Peterson's Twitter account. Um, and I, he, he says a lot of, he's just, he's very true. Does he run that or does his daughter? I heard his daughter runs that account. He, I, I think he, he okay. has some part of it, but I'm, I'm not 100% true. I know he, he follows me and he's retweeted a lot of my stuff. Oh, nice. nice. So yeah, that like, I, Are you a I lobster? appreciated that. Are you sitting like a lobster? You have to be a lobster. <laughs> I, I'm uh, sorry. I started his book and I got bored out of my mind. I was yeah, like, I can't, I need no, something. Uh, I, I could maybe handle him speaking for a few minutes and then I would need to take a break because uh, it's, it's, but it is very deep. And he, he does he, say a lot of great things. I'm not, I'm not knocking him. Yeah. yeah no. The lobster thing got me. I was like, that's funny though. But I got absolutely, I, I did end up getting ratioed on this and it, it's interesting because it was all white liberal women who were up in arms about what I said, <laughs> but, um, to, to, Basically, what I, he was talking about um, women who are older and not getting married and obs- obsessed with sex and, you know, yeah. not settling down, blah, yeah. blah, blah. So I said something about that. Like, I, I agreed, but I said that there are women and it's it's mostly limp, liberal women. It's not it's not conservatives. It's not it's not. Well, some of them are, but it's mostly liberal. I didn't say white, but I said liberal women who are just treating men like trash first of all or or they're you know they're defending men to be able to uh 
transition or, or be a woman. Um, I can't remember what I said now, but it, it was very similar to what you just said. You know, I, I feel like one of the huge issues as, as to why people are not settling down is because they're just going from man to man to man to man. And then they're choosing well, the wrong men. I don't know men. if I agree with that one. I don't know. They're, they're choosing the wrong men, yeah. um, not the good ones. They're choosing yeah. the wrong ones. And then they blame them for, you know, like, oh, yeah. oh well, you're just a narcissist and you're yeah. a horrible human Everything's being. Everything's narcissism go nowadays. Person. Talk about it on an episode yeah. a few. Everything's narcissism now for women. It's like, he's a narcissist. He's a if it doesn't work out, she calls him a narcissist. It's a narcissist, yeah. yeah. And maybe there's more to the story than that. But to your first point, I don't know if I agree that it's not conservative women too, because I I know at a lot well, of that's why I said not all. Okay, it is yeah, some yeah. conservative women. I've I think it. it's a lot so, because I've I've maybe. heard I've heard these stories about uh, CPAC. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do not fuck with Turning Point. I do not like Turning <laughs> Point. I think it's a cult. I don't care who doesn't like me for that. I've never cared about who likes me. But at, at some of these after parties, oh, there's a lot of blow. Mm-hmm. there's a lot of unprotected. So there's a lot that goes on. So I think that's also a generational thing too. Yeah. But I think women for the name of equality, were basically taught to say like, look, you can be a player too. Mm-hmm. You can go out there and have sex with multiple men. And later on in my life, I've been with a lot of women and I, I now later on, I kind of regret it because I gave a lot of myself, yeah. a lot of my energy, a young me. I wouldn't have cared. I was like, bro, I, I, cause I thought the cultural thing to do sleep with as many women as you can. You're a, you're a player, your status elevates, versus now I look back, it's like, I was wrong. I was definitely wrong. I gave, because I do believe there is an exchange of energy mm-hmm. and that, that stays with you. Yeah. That stays with you. And people don't like hearing stuff like that because that it stays means, with you, but you also give them a piece of you every single that's time. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. 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 But they also stay in your head. Yeah. There are things that you just, you can't get rid of because that, that energy, I really feel like the act of sex, when we try to trivialize it, was very uh, destructive towards yeah. our minds, towards our spirits, towards everything. Yeah. Um, and that's why the nuclear family is so important. Yeah. But then when women were told you need to, you know, you can be just as as slutty as men, it's like, man, because that was kind of like women were the only, that was like the, the thin thing of thread holding this society together that the conservative woman that was not out there banging every dude, that was, that was keeping us grounded. And now it's, I feel like it's teetering. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are starting to go back to the idea of traditional relationships are actually working. Yeah, because you see it on all these 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 podcasts now, like these liberal women is like, I kind of want a traditionalist. It's like, yeah, but you're not a traditionalist. So how can you sit there and say you want a traditionalist man and you're a liberal? Like it doesn't work that way. Right. But I, I feel like pornography has a lot to do with that. Yes, I was just gonna say a lot of them, a lot of these kids graduating high school and now like in their twenties and everything, they're all they're all yeah. there's so much sex and yeah. it's because it. It has become just a small, it's just a small, it's not a big deal. I'm just going to have six over here and six over here because the, the sexual agenda has, the whole thing has been so normalized with the pornography and uh, not even just the pornography, but with uh, sex ed in general in the public schools now is like, oh, you can have sex with whoever you want. Just make sure you're safe. Yeah. You know, like it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's pushed so far. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, now sex doesn't mean anything to anybody. It doesn't. You're right. It's become, it's like sensory adaptation. When you do it so much, you consume so much of it. It's normalized and normalized the sense of it's trivialized. It's not a big deal versus, you know, and it's different for a man versus a woman because a woman, you're physically letting someone inside of you. Mm -hmm. That is a massive sign of trust. That is a massive sign of trust that you are going to allow that man to do that. But then when that becomes so common and it's not a big deal, mm-hmm. the men of men, men, I'll be honest, men will fuck anything with two legs and a butthole. Men are whores. <laughs> I think, I think that's how we're supposed to be though, because not in the sense of like multiple partners, but I'm saying we are very just sex driven because for the need yeah. of uh, reproduction, things such as that. And I think women, that's why women control so much because they have, they're like the gatekeeper. 
you know, they, you know, the, was the uh, Ghostbusters like, are you the key master? I'm the gatekeeper. Remember, remember <laughs> yes. that? Okay, there we go. Throwback yeah. there again. Um, great video, movie series. Uh, but I feel like once women compromised that, it all fell apart. Yeah. I felt like that was the glue holding society together was the the mother at home or the mom or the woman that would actually uh, respect her body, treat it like a temple. Because how many love stories, the first one I go to think about is these wild men being tamed by this woman like Johnny and June, Johnny Cash, June Carter. And it's kind of like you see these stories of these men getting roped and tamed and saying, I'm a better man now because of her. She brought me back to reality. She brought me back down to earth. There's so many stories like this. Mm-hmm. But you don't really see a lot of stories about men doing the same thing for women. It's right. always women that bring those men. I don't say under subjection, but like, hey, get your head out of your ass and be a man. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's a good point. That's yeah. a very good point. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And usually it it's the men's mothers that you see kind of be like that. But mothers aren't mothers anymore. No. It's give them what they want. Give them what they need. Yeah. And it is very sad. And then you see girls that are copying what their mothers are doing. So, oh, yeah. and we'll end it here. We're, we're coming up on an hour and 38 minutes. But now uh, a big thing in schools now, the kids are getting made fun of for their mothers being on OnlyFans. Wow. You know that? I didn't. Yeah. Wow. There's a lot of kids now that are going to be going to therapy because in schools, these kids find out other kids' moms are on OnlyFans. And to go on OnlyFans, all you need is a credit card. Yeah. Are you of age? You click yes, just like anything else. And yeah. so then that mother's nudes are getting passed around. How is that child supposed to react to that? When people are literally showing pictures of your mother nude, what does that do to the psychology? Yeah. No, it, it destroys your identity. Yeah. I can tell you that. It, mm-hmm. Like, uh, oh my gosh. I didn't even know about that. I'm going to I'm gonna have to research that more. Yeah, I saw sure. an article about it. And then but, actually Twitter is a big thing. I hate, I hate going to Twitter for information, but I saw stuff on Twitter about it. That people were talking about that these children are having to go to therapy because their parents, their mom uh, and dad sometimes, because they do OnlyFans together for a quick buck. And it's getting spread and people are literally like going up to kids say, hey, look, your mom taking it. It's just like, Jesus. Imagine it would also ruin any kind of respect that you have for your parent. Or it becomes normalized to the child. Right. Yeah. And uh, but they'll they won't see their parents the same at all. They won't see them as this moral figure that they Mm -hmm. should be like, you know, and so they rebel, but they probably don't rebel like, you know, they they rebel, but they probably don't go the right way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're not going to go towards the moral standard because they don't know what the moral standard is anymore. The morality has been destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. I remember growing up for us is like, you accidentally walk on your parents like, oh my God, I saw this is disgusting. (laughs) It made you uncomfortable. It made you uncomfortable as it should. Yeah. I mean, it's not that we should like, hey, sex is a beautiful thing. Yeah. But it's like when children are involved, it's like, you know, when you're older, when you find someone you love, yada, yada, versus it's normal. It's like, oh, they're just doing what everybody else does. It's like, yeah. "Mm." Children are naturally uncomfortable with things like that. So it's it's interesting when it's pushed when it's pushed so hard. But I, I I really do I would love to tell parents what we're doing now with this we call the Dirty Thirty campaign. Yes, um, and then before we also in this people in the the comments were asking what do I do to combat these books? Like how do, what's the process to say for example find the books? Yeah. and then go about getting them removed from uh, the library, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Okay. So for school libraries. Um, HB 900 did pass. So our job as parents is to hold them accountable to HB 900. Um, HB 900 goes into effect on September 1st and it goes after the vendors, which um, the schools are now responsible for removing the explicit materials from their school libraries. And the vendors are now being held accountable for what books they sell to the school libraries. So um, what are the penalties? Do you know? Yes. So it's a, a pretty hefty fine. I'm trying to remember. I think it was I think it was 
5,000, but I'm, don't quote me on that because I'm not sure. I can't remember anymore. But there's a hefty fine, but also it bans them from being able to sell books in the state of Texas ever again. Nice. So, yes, there there is definitely a hefty penalty. It definitely goes after the vendors big time, um, which is great. But um, if they if they want, they can go to uh, TexasFreedomCoalition.com. And um, there is a tab on there called Take Action, and it teaches you how to audit your uh, school library. There is also a website called GoFullit. I'm trying to remember how it's spelled, but you, you could probably find it if you just Google it. It's called GoFullit.com, I think, or .net. Oh, I might have to research. I'll look it up. Keep going. I'll okay. look it up while you talk. It, it's GoFullit. But basically, you'll go to the website, and you can actually put in what state you are in, and then what, uh, school, what, what school district you're in. It's called GoFullit. Go, G-O-F-O-L-L-E-T-T.com. Destiny, Discover, Fallout, School, Situation, Solutions, School Picker. I don't think that's it. Oh, disregard me, that. Oh, wait, 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 wait. What's that say? Log oh, no, it says log in. No, that's not. That's, that's wrong. Okay, disregard, folks. Um, <clears throat> hold on just a second because I can find it because I, I sent it to someone recently. But if you go to this uh, website, you can uh, pull up your state and then you pull up um, your district and you'll be able to type in keywords, you know, titles of books, whatever is in your school library. Once you know that that's there... Uh, you know, you can expose it. You can do something about it. You can go to you can go to your superintendent. Let me just say this: once we found all the books that we did in Tyler ISD, which was over three hundred books, and we took them to Marty Crawford, which is our superintendent. He is one of the few. He had every single one of those books written. Nice, good every for him. One. Yes, good for him. Big big. Win. And he should remain superintendent. Yes, agreed. Right. Um, and but not all of them do that. Yeah. Um, because well, I mean, what's what's the only reason they wouldn't do that? Right. Yeah. So let me let me just uh tell you how uh oh god i can't find this uh where'd i go here because i was nope that's not right hold on a second you go ahead folks hey while she's looking this up do me a favor share the episode tell everybody about the show today uh it's it's this has been very eye-opening to a lot of people listening i mean there's things that you know sarah talked about that i wasn't even aware of but look if you go share the show let people know about this she's on twitter uh sarah is censored um, you can check her out there. And then again, you can um, you can share the show. And then, like I said, these I'm going to make sure that I put these links in the description of the episode on iTunes and other places like that. So that way, if you have any question about where to go, we'll actually have the information for you in the description. So if you want to go look up the school books, whatever the case may be, you can do that for yourself. Um, all right. Yeah. OK, you know what? You were right. I don't know why I, I, got Man, I love hearing that. I love yeah. hearing that. Oh, OK, well, G-O-F-O-O, I'm sorry, G-O-F-O-L-L-E-T-T dot com. Yes, it is. I, the Where it says login, that's what messed me up. I'm okay. like, oh, you don't have to log in. But, but that's yes. how you can go and track down and, mm -hmm. and research what's in your school district libraries and stuff like that. Yes. And um, you can also go, like I said, to uh, our website on Take Action um, because there is a full list of, of books there that are you know it, it's a it's it's about a list of about a hundred but there's also um um several several other websites now that uh if you go to my twitter page and you look up book list you can probably find it but there's there's a lot of lists everywhere with like hundreds and hundreds of books um but just start there start with that book list because it's about a hundred of them and some of the worst ones are on there mm. um how we got hb 900 passed was actually a really it was an 
a, a great strategy. And that's why I brought up Kristen Bentley earlier is because she's actually the one who came up with this, which is, it was brilliant. And in order to get HB 900 passed, we knew we needed to expose these schools and we needed to show the legislators, yes, this is happening because so many of them said it wasn't happening. Mm -hmm. So they all do that. That's their instant oh, it's response. Not it's not happening. Yes, it is. Yeah. They're not trying to sexualize kids. Yes, they are. Yeah. Wow. And so uh, half of our freaking job is just trying to make sure that to prove that it is happening. We had to prove that gender modification was happening in kids. We had to prove that there was pornography in the schools. We had to prove it all. Yeah. So one of the ways that uh, we proved it is that the is that Kristen Bentley during legislative session to get HB 900 passed every single week. She sent a dirty book to every single legislator <laughs> in the Texas House. Every to their home week. address? Uh, um, or to their office? To their office. Okay. Yeah. And, but she made sure that they got it and mm -hmm. she made sure that they saw it and she did it for weeks and weeks and weeks to, and to the point that she even had Democrats. There were Democrats who were like, holy cow, there's representative theory. Mm -hmm. She's awesome. And she actually did an amazing speech on the house floor, but she was all for HB 900. She's and a Democrat. That was another question I had for you. How many Democrats do you see actually support this kind of stuff in 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 uh, state legislature? Um, I've seen maybe ten. Really? Maybe nine or ten. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. there'd be more. No. So Democrats, by and large, are on board with this type of bullshit. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Um. And yeah. Uh. But Representative Theory was one of the amazing ones. But she saw the book and she was like, "What? What is this? This is disgusting." And 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 Kristen came with receipts. She said, "This is in this library and in this school district." You know, it was so great. So what we did in order to um, help with uh, exposing the pornographic books that are in the public libraries is that now we have started under Grassroots of America, which is headed by Joanne Fleming in East Texas. We have started this thing called the Dirty Thirty campaign, which is. Because we went to the to the library board meetings and we spoke and we we voiced our we voiced our concerns and we showed them and we like, you know, they're not listening because they take their marching orders from the ALA. Yeah. And so we're like, OK, so what can we do? Next thing uh, next we do is we go to the city council, we go to the mayor, we go to the city manager um and because they're complicit too yeah and so we're okay so we we took a page out of that playbook and we decided that we're going to send a dirty book every single day for 30 days to all of the city councilmen so the city councilmen the mayor the city manager all of them every single day until they get us a public hearing and let the parents speak in the evening time <clears throat> when they're not working right yeah so yeah. And anybody can do this. Anybody can start a dirty 30 campaign or whatever they want to call it. I think it's great. I, I love yeah. the name of it. Um, and, you know, send, send these dirty books, send, like, find them in your in your public library because I guarantee there's, they're there and send them to your city councilman. Bring it up in in commissioner's court. Talk about it. Show it to him. Send it to him. Mm -hmm. um, it's a great way to bring in. And it also shame, it shames them. Yeah. You know, because if you're showing someone pornography and you ask them, is this appropriate for kids? Um, and they say, yes. Mm. Holy cow. Yep. You know, like, OK, well, we're going to make sure you lose you lose uh -huh. your position. Yep. You know, that's that's the goal. Right. We, we don't like what you said. And that's disgusting. So you're going to lose your position. I should get you registered as a sex offender, too. I, I agree. Yeah, I 100 percent agree with that. So, yeah. So that's what we're doing with our Dirty 30 campaign. Um and we're just, we're trying to spread that far and wide. Anybody can do it anywhere. I love seeing so. community involvement like that. That's exactly how things change when people get involved and parents actually have to give a damn. Yes. You know, that's incredible. And you've seen, you've seen this work. 
Yes, it worked to pass HB 900. So now we're like, we'll bring this down to a local level now yeah. and go after the public libraries. Because what we also want, hap want to happen is we want city ordinance to be in alignment with HB 900. Mm -hmm. Because why is it that we are making sure that children are not exposed to explicit materials in the school libraries, yeah. but they can go to our public library yeah. and pick up one of these books anytime they want? It should be applied want. across the board. Exactly. Yeah. So we want our city... Uh, policy to align with HB 900, which I, I believe that it should be like that everywhere. Yeah. So I don't see why it wouldn't be. I mean, yeah. I do know, but yeah, if you get a lot of people that want to protect pedophiles. Yeah. Exactly. It's just crazy at this time we live in that you actually have to worry about pedophiles being normalized. It's just mind blowing to me. Mind blowing to me. Yeah. Sarah, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the show. Like oh, you've, you. you've really, honestly, this is going to do a lot of good. A lot of people are going to hear this and be like, okay, so this is the things that I can do. These are the places I can go, the resources I can go tap into yeah. and then spread the word. Like folks, if you're listening, you know what to do. Share the episode, tell your friends. Again, I'll put the links in the bio of where you can go check the stuff out. I'll make sure I don't misspell them because I'm horrible at my spelling, but um, you can check it out there and then get involved in your students. Get, excuse me, get involved in your children's lives. You know, this is something that we do have to push back on, fight back against it because man, if people just continue with their head in the sand, they're just going to keep going with it and it's going to keep getting worse until it'll be too late. So go check it out. Uh, where can everybody find you? Um, on X, Sarah is censored. So weird. That's Twitter. Yeah, by it's the way. Twitter. Um, Sarah is censored. Instagram, Sarah is censored. Facebook, uh, Sarah J. Fields. And seriously, thank you so much for having me here. Absolutely. I'm glad you came. Yeah. All right, folks, you know what to do. This will be posted later on today. Share it. Let other people know about it. We greatly appreciate uh, you for coming on today. And as you always know, you stay Savage America.